in that moment tears come out you have been happy when you are happy you have laughed when you are happy you have danced you have gone through and when you are happy right now i saw you are able to even be vociferous by saying hey hey, hey and you are able to, but right now i am experiencing a happiness which no expression of mine seems enough and out of happiness tears come out in fact for all the right emotions if you have not cried you have not lived at all the most honest of all human expressions are the spontaneous tears i'm not talking about that crying that's used for negotiation when nothing works so that you will get no, i'm not talking about that crying i'm talking about the spontaneous tears so often people come to me and say rajan i don't know for this why i cried and i always tell them if you know why you won't cry it's only when you can't understand the why those tears come out and then you know you're beginning to live a life where for the right reasons you're beginning to experience deep emotions and you're beginning to have tears you have started transforming your subconscious so it is not enough that you are loving there has to be expressions of love it can be out of respect it can be out of reverence it can be an expression of gratitude it can be lots and lots of touch to the children lots and lots of touch to the elder one see when i mean touch somehow for a lot of us touch is purely sexual it's not supposed to be sexual it's supposed to be language of love is touch see when you were in the womb of the mother the first sense that came into existence was touch all the other senses evolved only later so for a little child touch is oneness what happens in a conventional indian environment is as the children begin to grow slowly we begin to withdraw ourselves from touching our children by the time they come into the adolescent years children feel starved for touch and because they feel starved for touch the starvation for touch eventually becomes perversion if any of your children would grow up to be perverted children the only reason responsible for them to become perverted is they were not touched enough at family see in joint family there was this advantage where if parents were not touching children enough grandparents kept touching the potas and potis enough because all parents correct their parenting by becoming grandparents so the dadu and dadi were there to touch the little ones enough so children in that environment were never deprived of touch touch starvation will become love starvation and love starvation is what make children in adolescence years even to seek the opposite sex if children have grown in an environment where they were never deprived of touch and there's no touch starvation in fact this is not what i should discuss it but i want to discuss a few day to day examples also that is why i'm touching upon this because to intensify that feeling of love love is there but it has to become deep enough for your subconscious to understand you prefer the emotion of love the feeling of love the decision of love the expression of love to anything else and for you to go through that intense experience is why i'm addressing this our children should never grow up to be perverted children they wake up in the morning in fact when you wake up your children itself rather than treating them like something which has to be woken up hey oot 
it's an object of love somewhere go sit next to your daughter stroke her hair have a loving touch and tell her beta ujja it's almost afternoon right now please get up <laughs> okay your children are never too old for you to feed them once in a way never miss an opportunity your child is anyone watching television just ask him to come and sit close to you and hold him and watch the television that you are watching but i'm telling you even in a marriage if there is enough non sexual touch your craving for sex itself will automatically diminish right now unfortunately because there is no non sexual touch between a husband and wife every touch culminates into a sexual experience and unwanted dissipation of energy if there is enough non sexual touch same is the case with elders one of the frustration that many of you will go through is mummy papa ke liye how much ever i do why they still feel we don't love them enough that's because you're not touching them enough the servant is touching them enough the babysitter is holding the child half the time and it explains why the child who does not stop crying with you goes to, to the aya and immediately stops crying because she touches you talk to the child she talks with the child even now those of you who have those little ones when your child is crying if you can hold the child close to your body with the head region close to your chest the child will immediately stop crying because it is that heartbeat the child kept listening to in the womb of the mother it immediately comes down relate with your children not to your children for me till now whatever time i have been here the most magical moment was how uninhibited that little one yesterday when that bungi was going she just gave one high five to him jumped into the bungi and sat next to him and went through that entire very special experience and that child will grow in this environment of touch and the child will never seek same is the case with parents buy the medicine give it to your parents and ask them to have it is different from you take the medicine and give it to them it's a very different experience i know of a mother who told her son once because the driver was off and the son took the mother to the doctor's place and the mother said if you are going to bring me to the doctor i don't mind being sick how much must be the craving and i'm sorry to tell you this but i want you to change and hence i'm telling you this people who cry the loudest in the funeral are always the people who did not touch their loved one enough when they were alive that's why you hold the body and cry what were you doing your dad was with you for so many years and you didn't touch him your mother was there for so many years and you missed touching her nothing your dad is saying that i am having headache huh instead of asking and giving him probably a dollar 650 a touch of yours kidhar papa kidhar dukh raha hai and that will heal him some of we have built because you are a facebook generation <laughs> what is facebook all that you cannot tell people on the face you tell through computer <laughs> that's what facebook is you are a facebook generation for you love you is all but sending one smiley no people are starved for touch just you're never too old for that mummy is still around just go and rest your hand on mummy head on mummy's lap and lie down and you will see tear drops trickling on your face
It's never too old. Why should we wait for one occasion in a year for us to touch Papa? Why not every time? You will no more hear Mommy Papa telling you you don't love me. You will no more have the sort of sibling rivalry you have. If Mukesh Ambani and Anil Ambani regularly hugged each other, this issue would not have come. <laughs> because you lost love, material became important. If there was enough touch in the relationship, material would have never become important. Nobody should lose a brother for want of property. That, everything is lost then. So you, it's not enough you love. You have to deepen this love. Non-sexual touch has to be there in the relationship. A gentle touch on the servant boy and saying, and it means so much to him. As you get down from the rickshaw in which you have traveled, a gentle touch to the rickshaw wala, because he was your God for this entire period, he brought you alive. A gentle, <laughs> a gentle touch to him and saying that, shukriya bhaiya, it will mean so much to him, so much to him. Never miss these opportunities of touch, never miss expressions of love. And do two things, it will mean so much. On your children's birthday, you write a personal note to your child and give it to him. Don't buy Hallmark card. That is some fellow who has written about his children. You write about your children. <laughs> In fact, you guys have reached that stage where you no more know how to write. Only thing you know is wherever you see into mark, you will sign. That's all. Write a personal note. And it's so beautiful. Take a note from your children. On every birthday of yours, tell your child, Papa ke liye kuch likhe de. And preserve it. And you will see the growth of your child. How he expressed when he was four. How he expressed when he was five. And these are assets. Not crores in the bank. These are all assets. And you will cherish these assets. And nothing comes close to it. Even today in Narayana Murthy's house, it is practiced. You are allowed to have enough. You are never allowed to have more than eight sets of clothes. Never. And even today in Narayana, when Narayana Murthy or Sudha Murthy or the children, it's like this. If you have to buy a new set of dress, the eighth dress should first be given to somebody. Only then you can buy the next dress. Eight is allowed. Nine is not allowed. And the practice itself there is, don't give out something worn out. Give up something which is good enough for you for somebody else to wear it and enjoy. And that is what is practiced. And it makes so much of a difference. So love has to be demonstrative. Love has to be visible. Love has to be expressive. And it is not enough. You are very loving inside this place. It is important that you are loving in the world outside. See, people here don't need your love. They can do without your love. You are loved in this place, in that trust. You will go and in turn love the world out there and the world outside. They need your love. You come here to receive and you are given in that trust. In turn you will go into the world outside and give. And experientially I can tell you, not only you are given in this trust, you will give. Those who give are given even more. Keep passing it on. Happiness. Celebration has to be a part of you. Which way you want to celebrate, you decide. 
You don't want to burst crackers because that is not environmentally good. It disturbs various forms of life. Don't wear new clothes and celebrate. Share something of what you have with others and celebrate. Jump around in those colors and celebrate. Learn to laugh loud. Don't be on mute always. <laughs> no. Get expressive. <clears throat> Don't be stingy with your style and laughter. People give quarter smile. Okay. Don't be stingy. There should be no confusion about your happiness. You don't have to go to a discotheque to dance. Let the body move. The singer is dissolved in some devotion and you're standing there and listening as if it's a statue. Move, get entrained, get involved. Learn to celebrate the small things of life. Better, 8 into 8 is how much? The son says 62. The father hugs him, lifts him into the air, kisses him and the mother is watching the whole thing and says... Something has gone wrong with you or what? 8 into 8, he says 62. And what is this entire joy about? He said, yesterday he told 61. I'm encouraging him. <laughs> In two days, he'll come to 64. Let's celebrate. Never miss an opportunity to appreciate. Never miss an opportunity. Mummy is not a coffee vending machine. She is a human being with newspaper in one hand, television in the front. Really like Dharampur Maharaja. <laughs> takes the coffee, drinks. She gives and goes. Tasted it, it's good. Mummy should know immediately. Mummy, kya coffee, mummy? Wow. If she does not die out of heart attack, <laughs> that will be a very special moment. <laughs> Rajan, my mother's coffee is always good, Rajan. Should I appreciate every time? Every time it's not good, you say it. No, then every time it's good, you must say it. And making coffee for you is not easy. <laughs> this percentage of decoction, this percentage of milk, one and three-fourth spoon of sugar, it has to be only so hot, not hotter than this, colder than this. Some ISO 9000 standard you have for coffee. And if somebody is able to make coffee for you, better celebrate, better appreciate. Every feedback given in the organization must be respected. If a feedback is given and a correction is done, it must be acknowledged. He should know he is valued for. When he is late, we tell him you are late. When he comes on time, we feel we'll wait and see how long he comes. No, he has to be appreciated. First time when I tried to do push-up, could not push-up. One private earthquake came there. Where I was, everything was shaking. And I got up and told my fitness trainer, tell me it's good. He said, you did nothing. I told him I started first appreciate for that. I will reach there one day. You have, you will not miss an opportunity to appreciate. You will not miss an opportunity to celebrate. 
there and celebration you don't need an occasion you don't need an occasion walking past a sunrise is celebration walking past a beautiful human being is celebration watching a solitary flower dance is celebration when i used to when i had started my satsangs and i had hardly done it for about 2 years and one of those days only 45 people had come for the satsang and there's a lot that i cannot explain in fact we spoke for a few minutes and he said okay now i have understood you can come but i cannot explain i was just telling him right now exactly same buddha is there in my house even the mudra has not changed and the same bamboo is there in the background if i take that picture and this picture you will not be able to know the difference the same db speakers that i used there i used the same db speakers in my spiritual retreat first i saw and said mera speaker idhar aa gaya okay okay idhar same makrana white mark everything there can't be so many coincidences everything same everything there can't be so many coincidences happening and yet there are there has to be that sense of expressiveness sense of demonstrativeness not missing a moment between what you go through and what is expressed deepening this entire feeling and my subconscious must be programmed enough to realize and understand what i seek is deep positive emotions the way you celebrate the way you laugh the way you move your body I always wear only white and white I was just explaining to raman ji sometime back for me this is a spiritual uniform this is not a dress the only way you embrace him is through spotless character there's no other way you won't eat out of a dirty plate you won't drink out of a dirty tumbler you won't sit in a dirty place you can't expect him to descend into a dirty you you got to be spotless and to me this is not a dress it's my spiritual uniform a small dot here also will become visible for everybody in all the colors you can hide the spot in white you cannot so every time the moment i don this and i only do it if i'm doing spiritual programs not otherwise the moment i don this it tells me be spotless and to come here and see all of you in white and somebody all the time telling you each one of you have the responsibility to be spotless so many actions has been initiated into this ashram to achieve the transformation of your feelings and deepening that feeling is your way of programming your subconscious this is what i seek more and more of in life deep positive emotions one anything positive in five sentences anything negative in one sentence two anything negative will only be intellectually analyzed anything positive i'll be emotionally involved three all these positive emotions of mine i will train myself to experience the depth of my emotions there should be so much of celebrativeness in me it should appear every day as a festival every day is a holy every day is christmas every day is celebration there must be so much of love fact i tell people till you can become a mother teresa create enough mother teresa moments in you in this moment be a mother teresa 
Eternally, if you can't be a Mother Teresa, in this moment be a Gandhi. This mosquito don't kill. Before you reach that stage where you can be Ahimsa on the move, this mosquito, my house is called Ahimsa. And my house is called Ahimsa because the moment there is any argument in the family, I tell them, you know what is the name of the house? They all keep quiet and go inside. You can't name a house Ahimsa and have a lot of Himsa in the house. So the name itself is Ahimsa, so that everybody understands. It's an experience. What happens to a man when the inside is transformed? How life responds to you? My fish come and eats from my hands and goes. They don't feel threatened. I've never seen an animal move away from me when I walk. They don't feel, because when there's no violence inside, there is no fear outside. There's automatic, and that internal change comes when you train yourself to experience those deep positive emotions. A subconscious correction has to be done. Anything positive in five sentences, anything negative in one sentence, anything negative intellectually analyzed, anything positive emotionally involved. And three, you will train yourself to experience deep positive emotions. And it's only through training that you can achieve it. Because negative has its own depth. Now link the first and the second. So how do I ensure that I learn to experience deep positive emotions? Bring in certain actions, certain rituals into your lifestyle. There must be a way. Clapping hands is a ritual. Till I reach that stage where I can feel that happiness flowering within me. Let me through some way perform an action which brings that happiness into me. Even in the corporate world, we only wish, if the telephone is picked up in Alma Mater, they will only say, happy morning. There's no good morning. Good morning has been used for too long. We need a change. In fact, good morning has been used for so long that when somebody picks up the phone, now they don't even tell you good morning. They say, morning. I know it's morning. <laughs> happy morning, happy afternoon, happy day, happy evening. Let's spread the vibrations. Wishes are vibrations put in words. Let's wish good around. Let's wish happiness around. Let's spread that happiness. Let's bring about the change within us. Choose rituals. Rituals to deepen your feeling of love. As I climb into that room where I'm staying, there is this one meditative statue that is there. I want to board on, but I feel so much love and affection for the one there. So every time I go up, I do this to the cheeks once. I know whether I'm allowed to do or not, but I feel so much love for it. So when I go up, I do like this. When I come down, I do like this. And I, and I'm not even here for 24 hours, but I feel both of us somehow have already connected with each other. And I can feel expressions, rituals. Somewhere when I'm overwhelmed with gratitude, even now, I somehow like that raising hands and going down your forehead, touching the floor, and you feeling grateful to that moment. Sometimes I visualize the feet of my mother. It's not floor for me. Sometimes it's the feet of my father. Sometimes it's the feet of my God. Sometimes it's the feet of life. And, and it's only a ritual, but a ritual performed to experience the transformation of that feeling. I asked him, if I come there, I will make them laugh loud. He said, you should. 
I'm going to make them dance. You must. I didn't know it's going to even coincide with holy. But physical involvement for the transformation of certain emotions is what rituals is all about. So till you reach that stage where it becomes natural to you to experience those deep emotions, it can be, take it on you to write one letter of love, one letter of gratitude, one letter of appreciation once a week. Take it on you. And soon you'll find this action begins to transform you to feel that way. And whatever you see, you feel appreciative. Let's keep both aside and come to the third point. One of the most often asked questions to me, more than any other question is, he does not even believe in God, how come his life is going right? I believe so much in God, and why am I challenged? Right now I am feeling absolutely comfortable in this chair, because my seating is completely aligned to gravity. Suppose I try to do a Ricky Martin. Yo-yo spirituality. And the entire discourse from now onwards is done like this. So that it looks modern. After some time, will I experience pain or not? Not after some time. Already I'm experiencing pain. <laughs> now, why was I uncomfortable physically? I lost my alignment to gravity. Was gravity against me or I went against gravity? I went against gravity. Gravity is not against anybody. It's a system which operates the same way. I went against gravity. Electricity never gives you a shock. It does its job. But when you go and check whether it's live wire or not, <laughs> electricity never acts against you. But when you go against it, it tells you, Mehuna. Now, okay, Rajan in an inclined plane and he feels uncomfortable in his non-alignment to the floor. If Mahatma Gandhi or Mother Teresa lean like that, what will happen? Will earth say, your Mahatma in whichever angle you want to stand, you stand, it will pull him down also. Mother Teresa will it say, I am also mother, you are also mother, pull him down also. Sir Isaac Newton stands in an Will it say, because of you only, everybody came to know about me. How can I pull you down? He will also be pulled down. Osama bin Laden is standing straight. Will he be comfortable? He will be comfortable. Because gravity as a system by itself does not act against anybody. But when you go against it, which means the physical pain that is caused due to non-alignment to gravity is just a message to me. Somewhere you have lost your alignment, regain your alignment. Gravity is not a matter of belief, it's a matter of alignment. The question is not whether I believe in gravity or not. The question is, am I aligned to gravity or not? God is not a matter of belief, it's a matter of alignment. I can go stand in front of the mandir. I can do whatever puja I want. I can chant whatever mantra I want to chant. But somewhere in your life, if you have not integrated live and let live, to me you are not a Jain. 
Doesn't matter what rituals you perform, how much you offer, you can even donate two crores of your surplus income for the development of a mandir. But in your life, if that alignment to the dharma is not there, you are not a Jain. I'll put it this way. It's not because you are a Jain, you should follow live and let live. Whoever follows live and let live is a Jain. I am a Jain. 100% Jain. More Jain than most Jains. <laughs> Not just because I practice those habits. Now I won't eat a cake. I won't eat a chocolate. I will not eat anything. Anything that I am not sure about what is there in it, I won't eat. I should be sure what is there in it. Orange, I know what God has packed into it, I will have. But you give me orange looking something else, I won't eat because I don't know. Rajan, pack me a I should know nothing is there, only then I will eat. Otherwise, I will not eat. Much, much more Jain. It's not because of food habits. I think vegetarianism is the smallest portion of being a Jain. I know a lot of people have this great arrogance. They are vegetarian, they are Jain. You think Mahavira would have only expected so much from you? <laughs> you think all the Tirthankaras only wanted you to eat before 6 o'clock and you will be called Jain? You are expected to do a lot more with your life than this. But <laughs> this is Jain by convenience, <laughs> not by principles. But live and let live. Your heart must beat for the last living soul in the planet. Then that is let live. In every moment you need to ask yourself, live by which I can lift myself and in turn how can I lift everybody else? Then you... Then I am a Jain. It is not because I am a Jain, I practice live and let live. It's because I practice live and let live. Michami Dugnam should be internal. And it should not be every year you find another 200 people to seek. In fact, it should come down. In fact, when you reach a stage where this year you have to actually sit and think. Everybody is only peaceful in my presence. Then you are growing into it. Then you are growing into it.